Hey, Brandon. Hey, Alan. And welcome to D6 Minutes, the miniatures gaming companion podcast to Dice Over Everything, where we choose a bunch of topics and talk about them for as long as the dice decide. All right, so I know you were at Gen Con one week ago, but that gives you no excuse not to have been doing hobby stuff. So, you know, in the couple days you've been back, what have you been at? Six minutes. Mm. All right. So, wait, Gen Con doesn't count as hobbying stuff? I think it does count. Oh, does it? There's so much stuff that I did while there. Uh, I was collecting a lot of different parts for my new armies and new games. I would say that's valid. That's hobby. I bought a lot of stuff. So... Mm -hmm. I just bought some. Uh, I, I, we were eyeing it during Adepticon. Uh, Carnivale or Carnival, yep. Carnival. I don't know how you say it, but the game from TT Combat, Mostly where you are a bunch of really guys. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and and the models are actually quite good. Um, where it's it's set in I don't know the 19th century, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, where basically. The the end times or something. There's some very bad thing that happened because I believe what happens is that the the story is that the um, people believe that the second coming of Christ has come, mm-hmm. and the Vatican uh, catches whiff of that, and then they go to see this supposed child, and then they get rid of the child, and uh after that uh a whole bunch of monstrous portals start opening up and the end times seem to be happening hmm. so maybe so, so you know i think things are left purposely purposefully vague on whether or not that was the second coming or whatever but definitely there's all this crazy stuff happening and magic is back in the world but the basic of the game is that you're just running around in venice uh on top of buildings wearing like uh, 19th century clothing like victorian kind of era kind of stuff and uh yeah so the game looked very very cool and i finally went out and bought it and i feel like the painted miniatures on the site kind of do not help sell the game and the miniatures because i believe the miniatures are a lot nicer actually than they seem on uh fr- from the art or even not the box- from the pictures even the box art on the product or do they i thought they had art on the boxes they do have art on the boxes, and the art is actually pretty good. Yeah. But I think this is a thing with TT Combat. Their graphic design is very, very utilitarian, and I think it really helps the ability for the them to sell that game. Hinders or helps? Hinders. Oh, okay. Uh, I think it could look better. I think if they just basically had uh, better graphic design, I think it would have it, it would be able to sell better. And their terrain for their Venice tables is crazy awesome. So, I don't know. Uh, that's the main thing. I, I bought a whole bunch of other stuff, but I've used about my th- three minutes, and I haven't even gone to what I've been doing in the meantime. Mm. Uh, so, l- let's have you talk, and then if there's any time, I can fill fill you in more. All right. So I've been working on Infinity Terrain for our store, and the key aspect of store terrain I think we found is just durability. For so sure. our store's been kind of accumulating MDF terrain, uh-huh. but it's kind of in rough shape. So like painting it wasn't so much of an option. So I've been wallpapering it using paper terrain that came from Infinity, like two-player boxes. 
So last weekend, I managed to glue on all of the rest of the paper to like the ruse, glue the paper onto the sides of the wall. So mm-hmm. it's sort of an exercise of making one building fit onto another building and still kind of make sense. Yeah. So. And we've we've done it already one time. And basically the 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 thing is like the paper terrain uh, from Infinity is actually really nice. The pattern of the textures on them look really good. But if you use them, they'll get beaten to crap because you know there's there's nothing inside. It's just air, right? Yeah. It's just thin cardboard. So by putting the cardboard on top of of actual MDF, it becomes much more indestructible. Not indestructible, but it lasts a lot longer. And we've already done it. You you did it already for a bunch of the Japanese, right? The Japanese terrain? Yep. So it's not really an exciting terrain project. It's kind of like a known outcome. It's like, okay, here here's the steps. Just go through the process of cutting out lots of little pieces of paper and mm-hmm. carefully gluing them on, not putting too much glue. Otherwise, you'll get, like, because it is paper, you put too much glue into it. And you'll get it all warping in that. So there's, but it's already been done before, so it's not that weird. I think you actually mentioned like it's basically very similar to that pre-painted MDF train they've now started selling. It's uh-huh. just more of a do-it-yourself version of applying the yeah like printing to the outside of the MDF. So yeah, nice. Yeah. So I guess since we have a little bit more time, I did want to mention that I played this game that I'm pointing to this shirt arena rex and i got this shirt from gen con by being the gen con arena rex uh champion for the tournament uh-huh that's so right I, they also gave me a sword but i i, I don't have it here so well, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't show up on yeah. this podcast because this is only verbal <laughs> but you know yes uh, and the key to I, I can give you people uh, tips. Uh, the key to uh, winning a tournament is uh, having the actual tournament have some sort of mess ups for uh, whether that when when the actual uh, event was posted. So it ended up being me and one other person. And mm-hmm. instead of playing a full tournament, we just played a best two out of three. And though the games were really close. Uh, I did end up coming out on top against the one other person who showed up. So, so out yeah. of 70,000 people, only two people knew there was a tournament for Arena Rex. Okay. <laughs> basically, basically. There's a bunch of people asking, but I guess they, they didn't end up uh, finding it in the end. Um, mm. And so, you know, the guy that, you know, uh, I guess owns uh, the Arena Rex and, and, and does uh, all of that because it's an indie game, right? Um, he 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 was nice enough not to cancel the event, and so we just just the two of us basically ran it, played all these cool special scenarios made just for the tournament, uh, and then we just played a bunch of them out. And he gave us all the prizes, even though there was just two of us. So it was it was great. Like like the game is so good, and even though there was only one other guy I played with, it was really fun. I would totally recommend people. Uh, show up if you're going to Gen Con and try to go to the Arena Rex tournament if you have any Arena Rex kicking around in your in your uh, in your room or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, totally, definitely play it. Also, they'll be at Adepticon as well. Um, I always have a lot of fun yeah. playing it. Yeah. And so I'm okay if next uh, Gen Con I end up not being able to do a repeat because more than two people show up. Mm-hmm. I would be more than happy to lose to another person. All right. All right. So should I go for the next question or do you want to throw one in there? Uh, 
Uh, how about you go first? All right. So just from thinking of doing terrain building, because I've been doing a whole lot of that lately, mm-hmm. most of the terrain I've just done is built out of insulation just because it's easy to build giant chunks of stuff out of it. But, you know, when you go to buy insulation, it comes in eight-foot sheets, so you've kind of committed to what you bought. What, like, thickness, like, inch thickness of sheet is your preferred to get for terrain making? Three minutes. So do one more question after this. Um, half an inch. Have, have, we've talked about this before, right? So, um... Did we talk about it in these questions? <laughs> uh, maybe not, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think half an inch is generally what I get, just because it's thinner and easier to do. Uh, if you want to, and, and the issue is because if you want to, if you like, I do use a lot of one inch, right? It's best to have a, a variety of sizes actually, so that you don't have to, you know, cut or glue things. But especially with terrain at 20, 28 or 32 millimeter scale, you're going to use a lot of half inch. Like it's very useful to have a half inch size, and it's just easier to be able to build up from that than to cut down if you are trying to do let's say buildings and stuff like that so you just keep it nice and light you don't have the, the giant one inch walls right you have your half inch walls everything is lighter and and half an inch is still plenty strong enough not to get you know broken up and stuff yeah that's pretty much what i found like with all the buildings i did they mm-hmm. were all made out of the half inch and yeah. it was like it made it really easy to do it's kind of it's pretty easy yeah. to cut a square edge on that because it's not so deep if you're trying to put angled exactly. corners together and the the rocks I did, though, were mostly out of one inch, though, just because, mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to see that many little layers to it. So I guess if you're thinking of doing rocks, maybe thinking of going to bigger styrofoam because you just want to, like, start cutting yeah. chunks out of a bigger block. But if you're going to do For buildings, sure. yeah, like the half inch I found was the most, I, most I versatile. Use, yeah, I build most of my stuff out of half an inch if you can make the choice. And you're totally right, like... One inch, when you're cutting it, trying to cut through it with an X-Acto knife, it is kind of a pain, right? But half an inch is very, very easy to cut, to work with, to build up. And and when you're making hollow structures, it's just a lot easier to do with that half an inch kind of thing. Um, But for, if you have cracks, you, like, when when I glue them together, right? You can, first of all, I have clamps for if if I want to glue a large number of things together. Uh, so I have big ass clamps, like three inch clamps, so I can get yeah. up to three inches relatively easily. You can always, of, of course, use books. So use your textbooks, the ones from university or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you build up, so you glue your your sheets together, then you lay the books on, wait for all of the glue to to solidify, and then you can cut them into shape. And then the last thing is, uh, I always use wood filler as some last steps yep. to help clean up the the cracks so even if there is even if they're not fully flat or there's some kind of a ledge you can blend it together using wood filler okay usually i think of you as the impatient one but this time i couldn't wait for the glue to dry i just started cutting the insulation before the layers <laughs> that it had time to glue together i'm just like now just shove it back into place and keep cutting because you know the wood yeah. filler whatever you put over top of it can yeah it'll probably hide it so. so I am impatient, but because when when you do the book thing, uh, you don't have to wait for it. You just leave it overnight, and then you go and do something else. So I'm in, I'm so impatient. It's better just to throw the books on, not worry mm-hmm. about it, and come back the next day because I don't want to actually have to wait for anything. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's one technique. You just get the smaller stuff and then make it into bigger, thicker sheets you can use later. Yeah, that's. 
So that is an approach. All right. On for our, right. our last question of this D6 Minutes. All right. So my question is, um, how important is it for to be a special snowflake in games you play? Mm, this, is this not a whole podcast? It's like, a six-minute one, so we've oh, got good. some time, and we okay, can build like, it out. Shouldn't this one. be an entire podcast with like prep and examples and everything else? Well, maybe we will build it on, depending on how much time we spend here. Mm-hmm. Well, without prep, though, from my personal perspective, it's pretty highly important. I don't like. I don't, I don't usually get that invested in the lore of games to be like, oh, I've read all about like the Blood Angels, so I want to paint my Blood Angels to be the exact Blood Angels. I usually mm-hmm. want to more come up with my story of the whole thing and like really? how they yeah usually i don't bother so how about war machine and and hordes was it kind of annoying that you had to play as kaya or or whatever or did you just pretend that they were i pretend they're some generic wizard yeah oh really interesting yes. i didn't care about their lore no fair enough so no customizing the things like Usually before I have like a vision for the overall army, and then just be like, now I'll get the stuff that fits. Like, usually look at it, the army, and if I like the look of it, then come up with like an idea of it for like the overarching theme of it, and then try to fit the stuff that I like from the army into that theme. So, so being a special snowflake matters a lot, is what you're saying. But yeah, for... I, want, I want there to be a theme to the army. Yes. But it has to be special. It can't just be the theme that everyone else uses. No. It has to be esoteric. <laughs> it has to be guessable, though. It can't be like, people have to be able to guess what it is. It, it can't be so, your, like, its own unique thing that people mm-hmm. don't even think it's an actual theme. Yes, exactly. Okay. So All right. That's... How about the rules, then? Do, do the rules matter? Or is it mostly the look and the... Oh, for like whether the army itself is highly customized in yeah, terms whether, of like the army whether, building. Yeah, whether the army rules or units and things like that also have to match the cool, unique look of your army and also have special rules and stuff. No, oddly, I don't care that much about that. I'm like, no, nah, yeah. whatever. That can that can be. It's definitely the look that's the. It's the look. Thing. Yeah, I I start off with the look, and then I'll try and like squish in the rules to just make it play well on the table because i don't want to lose like yeah i don't particularly care i think i care more about like in the order of things like it needs to look cool for the theme then after that i want to be able to win and then whatever uh, that thing you said about like having cool rules interactions yeah there's or having like the army special. play some special yeah. way that fits mm-hmm. in terms of special snowflaking down at the very bottom below the visual interesting I think for me it's somewhat similar. I think the visual and but but in some ways it's more than just the visuals. It's actually the story that I have in my mind about the uh, armies, right? I think yeah. this is a this is a common thing. I think especially in 40k, at least when we were growing up, that you would write you know your army's backstory about you know who they were and why they were extra unique and special and even though they're space marines they're actually good guys they're not normal bloodthirsty warrior monks who will genocide someone because they don't you know live up to their standards 
these are these are the one Space Marine squads that are actually good and like kind-hearted and will you know help help an old lady cross the street instead of put her out of her misery because she's obviously taking too many resources from the Imperium. Oh, the, the, the non-exterminatus ones? Uh-huh, sure. Yeah, 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 of course. That's what everyone says, right? So I, I guess for me, the story actually matters quite a, quite a lot about, you know, and, and, but that goes into the theme, right? It, 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 mm-hmm. it definitely has to be shown from how it looks and how, how, they, how they are displayed. I don't necessarily mind as much about painting similar to or assembling similar to what the normal models are as long as in my mind there is some sort of unique theme or 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 thing that i have in my head about who they are right okay so they could be the actual faction they look they are the regular faction but they're somewhere else where they're off like yeah, I just have to have have it in my mind, I guess. I maybe maybe that means that I don't actually care as much about them being super special. I used to care a lot more, mm-hmm. but I guess now, as long as as long as it's like it's my guys of of the main faction, right? So yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like uh, you know, these are my models. There's a lot like them, but these particular ones are mine, right? Okay, and so that. So you care about the core lore a little bit, and you want your oh, guys sure. to fit into the core lore. Um, I don't think. Yeah, I do. I do like having them fit in and be, and because, but I do like the idea of thinking about them as my army, right? These are my squad in mm-hmm. the greater squad. Like they might not be, you know, the coolest whatever different thing with you know, like I said before, the, all all those abilities, but they have to, in, in terms of my mind, be mine. Mm-hmm. And so I do paint them, you know, I do want to paint them and have them, you know, like maybe this painted the normal way, but it's me painting them. Right. So this is this. I, so I I guess maybe it's not really I'm not as into being super special snowflake anymore, but it, there is definitely an instance of just having a a feeling like a feeling of ownership over the specific models, the lore the look and all those kind of things, right? Even if I do choose to use the normal ones. Yeah. Um, and then I guess for me, I'd be story and and look. Then it would probably be, you know, having fun different play styles. Mm-hmm. And then I don't care as much about winning anymore. So that's probably the, the last thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right, a bit of a different order of like priorities for customization. Could probably elaborate on for it sure. more by like going over what all those different like things mean yeah. for exactly. For I guess look, even as we talk about it, customizing rules. Yeah, even as we talk about it, I'm just thinking about what does it even mean to be a super special snowflake in all mm-hmm. these different kind of ways, right? Story, look, pers- play, person, play style, you know, yeah. like yeah. So yeah. Um, but that, I guess, fills that question up. We ran out of time, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So uh, those are be those have been all of our questions for this D6 Minutes. If you have any questions, you can send them to us at contact at DiceOverEverything.com. Yeah, or find us on Facebook or Dice Over Everything. This has been Alan. Yeah, it's been Brandon. Bye.